Hey guys, have you written any songs lately? Uh, a couple, yes. Yeah, I've written two or three. Yeah, I'm quite proud of how they turned out. Me too, as am I. What about you, Paul, who actually writes songs? (laughs) Only in my Neil Breen dreams. (laughs) Join me in the Breen dreams. I don't want to ever have a Breen dream. Do you think he calls his films Breens? (laughs) (laughs) I've got another Neil Breen. What was that about fish? Oh, no. I think it would be more. I've got another Neil Breen. The world's not ready for it. He's such a hard man to do an impression of. Because what is that voice? He is, yeah. Do your dullest voice with Christopher Walken cadence. (laughs) Your loudest, dullest voice. One Good Thing, the podcast that deserves to be destroyed by the truth. Fuck, that was going to be my intro. (laughs) (laughs) Best line. Do you want to take the one I was going to use for my name? I was going to say I'm Paul Breen and I'm now free of PTSD. No, I might just say the same thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) I love it. Go for it. They'll love it. Fans will love it. I'm Paul Breen and I am now free of PTSD. I deserve to be destroyed by the truth. We are joined by Baby Beard Media. How's it going, guys? Hi, good. Hi, it's good. Hi. Oh, yeah, it's good. Pipe down! Hang on a minute. I asked a question, and then I heard what you said in response. What's going on? <laughs> it's, it's, it's because we've condensed our, our beards down into a single point. Holy shit, a single massive beard. Yes, that's correct. Uh, and such, it's more efficient for me to, to beam my beardy thoughts to you. There's a lot of words that sound like Breen at the moment. <laughs> Too many. Good like Breen. Oh. Yes, we are solely joined by Phil off of Babybeard Media. I'm a weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we welcome you because you have today brought Neil Breen's 2016 experience pass through. <laughs> I am artificial intelligence from far into the future. I have taken on this human body in order to communicate with the humans. I can move from one time plane to another. I'm going to eliminate Hundreds of millions of the human species. Accountants and CEOs are missing. It's as if all the harmful people on Earth are disappearing. Lead a revolt against the politicians, the corruption, and the injustices that we all know. I have, I have oh, brought it. How is it 2016? We checked this yesterday. <laughs> it is. It just is. <laughs> it's just reassuring. It's a, it's a modern marvel. People say, oh, they don't make movies like that anymore. <laughs> no, they make movies like this. <laughs> uh, dozens of people apparently made a movie like this. <laughs> Literally dozens. Yeah. I, it wasn't all Neil Breen. Somehow he got them all on board and kept them on board. <laughs> <laughs> the film stars Neil Breen and his people puppets that he has. <laughs> <laughs> the puppets of Breen. Um, and a drone. Uh, and definitely a drone. stars a drone. A drone what he bought. <laughs> With a camera on it. Holy shit, this is the future. It's some sort of amazing flying machine. <laughs> it's camera. It's veering into David Lynch, that impression. I quite enjoy it. Because I feel like there are similarities here. I want to get Neil Breen and David Lynch sat in a room together. I'd, I'd say the dregs of Lynch reflect onto the film as well. And I'm and I'm being very charitable there. <laughs> there is a lot to discuss, Paul. Oh, fuck me, there is. And okay. Phil. Yes, there's plenty to discuss. I, I get what you mean, though. It's it's sort of like he stumbled ass first into a sort of Lynchian aesthetic. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely stumbling. Got a lot of significance to items. He's got, like, objects that gain weird symbolic uh, significance. He's got in-camera effects or, like, weird editing effects representing magic, which is something Lynch does a lot, especially yeah, nowadays. apparent non-sequiturs slotted throughout the film. Yeah, inexplicable characters giving seemingly bad performances <laughs> it's, it's it's quite lynchian yeah the more we talk about it actually <laughs> oh christ none of his films none of his five films have a rotten tomatoes or metacritic score no and i couldn't find any serious critical reviews at all it does <laughs> however have 5.6 on imdb and 84 percent on google 
So <laughs> he's doing all right. Good on he's him. He's doing better than the last Jedi. Um, <laughs> uh, Daniel J seven two seven six zero catchy name oh, on nice IMDb one. says I would recommend watching this with friends after y'all done with exams and realize that you're <laughs> broke as hell and can't afford to do anything else. Under those circumstances, Just and those, those alone, those specific circumstances. Oh, you get even slightly wrong. You wake up in the future. <laughs> I mean, to be Neil fair, Bream you always there. wake up in the future. That's true. The proper future, you know what I mean. <laughs> the Neil Bream future. <laughs> oh fuck me. Greencher. In a <laughs> in a slightly more positive note, Watery Bent on YouTube says, <laughs> "The utter ramblings of a madman." Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's. that's... <laughs> Yeah, concise. that's it. I thought she was going to elaborate, but no, it's no concise. I like it. It's a new form of criticism. The utter ramblings of a genius. That's the other. That's the other option. Is that just one of those two? <laughs> Seven million reviews, <laughs> <laughs> all spot on. She's only reviewed the four Neil Breen movies, and <laughs> it's either one of the, one or the other. Oh Christ! So Paul, you artificial intelligence. Oh no, Streeman, by the way. I don't know if that's a surprise. <laughs> oh what? Yeah, I know. Actually, no. You know what? I didn't actually check. Wouldn't it be a fucking miracle <laughs> if someone from this movie was in a different movie that we've reviewed? Oh my god, that fucking hell, it's Christian Slater <laughs> <laughs> playing what? immigrant number five. <laughs> I know it's illegal, but I gotta do it. Says Christian Slater. <laughs> oh. Fucking hell! All right, I will continue to look into that. Some of these people have IMDb profile pictures, so hey, look. It's a crazy world. I'm feeling good about this. So they actually have careers. <laughs> Produced by Neil Breen. Cinematography by Neil Breen. Film <laughs> editing by Neil Breen. Production management, Neil Breen. <laughs> Neil Breen by Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> Assist- assi- assistant to Neil Breen. Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Paul Salt soon. You know what? I watched um, Film Worker the other day. A fabulous documentary about an actor called Leon Vitale. You might know him because he played Barry Lyndon's son in Barry Lyndon. And oh. after Barry Lyndon, he became so obsessed with Kubrick that he went and actually became his um, sort of PA for the rest of his life and gave 30 years of his life to Kubrick and his sort of incredible, ridiculous demands. Great film. But he said that it started because he went and saw A Clockwork Orange at the cinema. And when the film credits came up at the end, written and directed by Stanley Kubrick, he said, I want to work for that man. Gentlemen, I really want to fucking give my life to Neil Breen. <laughs> I've gotta, are you worthy though I've got to be involved somehow <laughs> might he not judge you as a, as a liar oh <laughs> shit or, politi- or too politically correct you're too politically correct <laughs> you harm other humans Paul oh fuck I'm a harmful human <laughs> you knew this you've just been waiting for Neil Breen to say it <laughs> thank you sir it's like whiplash you know he threw a symbol at my head and I knew I wasn't good enough <laughs> oh, before Christ. we get into this yeah. did Neil Breen predict the snap <laughs> yeah basically. basically except he's got he's, he's like more focused than Thanos he's specifically targeting yeah. people who are bad he by his says, weird like, criteria I turned them into dust I was like hey this guy's got he's got to figure it out <laughs> two years in advance god he's amazing <laughs> he has breathed the future <laughs> <laughs> and the past <laughs> fuck me I thought I really wish he was going to leave it there with that line <laughs> I've seen the past <laughs> yes, so we all of us have. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wait for him to to bring his next bit. <laughs> oh God! So Phil, you artificial intelligence from the far future. Yes, isn't that corrupt? <laughs> By which I mean, why did you recommend this film? <laughs> uh, so I, I watched this film um, at a, a, a drunken New Year's um, uh, with with an old friend when I was back, back visiting the UK a few years ago. Um, and it just stuck in my head since then. Um, we were drinking martinis and tequila. Um, Marbrinis. Yeah, <laughs> Marbrinis. Uh, and it stuck in my head as as like one of the most baffling experiences that, that I've ever been through. It's difficult to call it a film. <laughs> it, it is an experience. It sure is. Um, and, and like a virus, I had to spread it to you. So that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> It's very much like Tarkovsky. It's sculpting time using a hammer. (laughs) Someone else's face (laughs) swung from the feet. Well, that sounds like a creamy, breamy dream. What happens in Neil Bream's... Is it Bream or Breen? Breen. I should know this. I'm going to work for him. Um, (laughs) What happens in Neil Bream's 
<laughs> pass through? Um, that's, that's a really good question. It's a really good question, Paul. <laughs> um, we'll start us off with like a tiger and a caveman and some clocks. And, yeah. some drone, yes, and some drone that's footage. Correct. And some weird like black shadow effects moving over stuff. Yeah, which perfectly sets yeah. the scene. Uh, clues <laughs> us into the lore of the world and lets us know kind of what the frame of reference we're in is. It's really grounding. It definitely is. Um, my first note just feels so petty. It's The first note is, wait, aren't those two in the same room? Referring to the two kids? That's very much the... <laughs> just... <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, what a thing to be upset about at this stage of the film. Have you written any songs lately? I've been working on a couple new songs. And I'm really proud of them. Yeah, I've written like two or three. Yeah, I feel good about them. Yeah, you should come over and listen to them next time. God, they couldn't afford two bedrooms. (laughs) Supposedly in different houses. We have, I think, three separate scenes of kids... In a bedroom, talking about weird signals. With I books. I think those are meant to be three different scenes. With books. Yeah, and as the cameraman audibly walks between them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're science kids, right? They're all, they're all pretty excited. Yeah, and they've got a science man on the phone as well, so There's they're pretty man. scienced up. I, I, in my notes, they're the space kids. Nice. With a Z. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. In space. It's weird. It's a bit hard to go scene by scene. So there's like what there's like three plots, right? Yeah. There's the space the space guys, the kids and the old guy. Yeah, which goes there's nowhere. Some some refugees. Yes. Yes. Getting and smuggled a... in Yeah, refugees from the nation of California. <laughs> what is it? I say hurry! I Yes, very diverse group of refugees. <laughs> Breen Erica. With, with some like really questionable relationships between them. So there's like an old white lady who is the like the granddad, grandma of a, granddad. Of a small black child. Yep. Yeah. It's fine. It there's can happen. 25 year old Latino looking lady who's looking for her black 25 year old niece. Yeah. Yes. I, wait, wait. Are you saying that those characters were aunt and niece? How did you deduce that particular relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we running? We have to keep running. Your mother's my sister. She was murdered. I swear to God, I take care of you. You're my niece. We have to keep running. Have- <laughs> because- <laughs> had a hunch. I had a, because I had I'm a your reach. mother's sister. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to keep moving. <laughs> I'm your aunt. Oh, and of course, of course, finally, there's the main through line of the film, which yeah. is where a, a drug addict, drug a drug addict, gets uh-huh. possessed by mm. a red dot from outer space. Is that what fucking happens? I'm because pretty he's a sure drug that's addict. what happens. That Does, explains yeah. quite a lot, actually. That's quite neat. That's like when someone in un- so- when you're watching Under the Skin and someone's just like, "Oh, she's a alien, come to get meat oh. for her species." Oh, oh. oh. Ha- hang on, hang on. Hey, Nell. <laughs> Nell. <laughs> He's a drug user and he gets possessed by the, the red dot in the sky. That's how that happens. He's not just <laughs> the guy, like a god doing that, like shooting heroin up from the beginning. So there we go. I feel a lot better about that. This film's genuinely yeah. good. Okay. Well, we end the episode. <laughs> god, well, no, no wonder that this god entity being came and uh, took over this guy's life so kevin spacey's not in fashion anymore so he couldn't go back into him so instead (laughs) k-pax reference so instead he went into um neil green (laughs) a far less problematic figure he doesn't even genuinely doesn't even know how to shoot up heroin i've really got to help him says the ai (laughs) look at him just sort of squirting on his arm arm. yeah I assume then that his next five scenes are him coming down from the heroin that's in his system because he's like taken over this body and it's still got heroin in it, so it's like that would explain me. why he spins round and round inside a medicine <laughs> wheel, and why he just appears to be a oh. bum to some kids, and why yeah, there's sort of 17 scenes of him waking up in different places and then falling asleep <laughs> again. Might also explain his eccentric performance and the fact that he decides to kill 300 <laughs> million people. Back with the immigrants, they've um, smuggled in drugs, um, which gets either taken off of them by the people they were meant to hand it over to, or it gets confiscated by security checking. I think they, after stopping a man and woman who were both pretending to be pregnant, <laughs> a man with a tiny toy gun doles out the drugs for the various people they're going to go to, including mm. the CEO. The CEO and the resistance. 
and the bankers. Yeah. And the international the bankers. Assistance. Yeah, there's but it's a it's a big packet for the international bankers. They love their coke. <laughs> Very fond. The nasty men also kill a couple of them oh, um, God, as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I mean oh, God, some yeah. of them um, just And have... why do they kill them? Uh, because they just have absolutely no value for them on the streets. You two are of no value to me on the streets. I'm all he's got in the world. Grandma, why'd you shoot her? Because I have absolutely no value for you two on the streets. <laughs> We've got to talk about the woman. I don't... It's... She's she seems to be the sort of HR person for this particular people smuggling operation, and her approach is direct. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> she she's trying. She very really is. Hard. I think she's new, and she's trying to make an impression on her supervisors. When they just before this moment, yeah, um, I, I know we got all the ground to cover. That's fine. Away. Um, I don't think the audience they... will notice if we do this out of sequence. <laughs> they, they... <laughs> They burst through like a fence, right? Yep. With with razor wire on top. Uh-huh. But right before they burst through it, there's this very long lingering shot of like a bloody hand. Yeah, an already bloody like, hand. Just gently stroking the barbed wire. <laughs> yep. Did that mean anything to you I'm guys? I'm pretty sure if you look carefully on the hand is written um, the American dream. And it's like fingering the barbed wire covered in blood. You see, it's all, it's all, it's, it's all nonsense. It's all explain- complete nonsense. Does that explain why they intercut? Well, they just put that little scene just in again for half a second when they're all climbing over the fence with no barbed wire on it. Well, that's a different person gently fingering the razor as they're climbing up. Oh, I see. That's actually very clever. Oh, I have just written the note here. What fucking country have you all come from exactly? <laughs> yes, I'm glad right. it took me that long into the notes to decide to write that down. Whatever from country Green they Erica come from, to America, Ameribreen. <laughs> Whatever country they come from, they hate their politicians. Oh god, they really hate them. They're so corrupt. I hate the politicians in my country. They are so corrupt. They persecute my family. They kill my husband. I hate the politicians in my country. They're so corrupt. They killed my wife. What's it gonna take to make the change happen? When's the change gonna happen? When? When? When they're corrupt, yep. Several other reasons, <laughs> but mainly it's because they're all so corrupt. I'm too politically correct. So in the chaos, two of them escape. Yes, two of them decide to run away and then run away whilst a man fires a gun at them at point blank range, managing <laughs> to miss them. And you don't um, find out that they're actually alive. I think until a <laughs> yeah, couple of a minutes later. Scenes. Yeah, that's tension. Oh yeah, that is tension. It's um. Yes, I can't remember either of their names. I'll just call them aunt and niece. And they're the same age. The niece might be older than the aunt. And they run into the desert, at which point they encounter a Neil Bream. They do. At the same time, the space enthusiasts um, oh, yeah. decide to track the signal and um, start wandering around the desert. Um, and they also <laughs> run into Neil Bream. <laughs> he was so sure that this was the area. He never gets out of his hospital bed. Hey, have you found anything? Or seen something? Ah, some homeless bum. But they're like, oh, yeah, he's, just, he... he's just a, a homeless brain. They encounter some random man and they're just like, have you seen anything? Yes. <laughs> I mean, any more specific? <laughs> I, I really wondered, like, wait, do they know him? <laughs> it's so bizarre. But anyway, uh, Bream meets up with um, aunt and niece. Um, they're not, they're just... not happy about him to begin no, with. No, they are not happy. They don't want water off of him. They don't want his filthy shelter, <laughs> even after he cleans it up. <laughs> By gently chucking cans out of the window. I'll let you and your niece stay in my place. I'll stay in the car up front. No, no, we can't stay here. It'll be fine. No, I'll clean it up. No don't way worry in hell. About we it. can stay here. No. no. You have to trust me. <laughs> stay here. I'll clean it for you. It's clean. It's all clean. Oh. All, all rubbish in this film is cans. 
<laughs> there's any kind of refuse, it's just cans. <laughs> Cleaned it's out clean. cans. It's all clean. He says with a smile. Hang on, says Neil Breen in his house. I don't need to get any extra props for this film. I've got it all here in my pantry. <laughs> he looks... I mean, okay, so in... I uh, Full disclosure at this point, I've seen another Neil Breen film. I've seen Pass Through. And in that... Cans in that as well. The man You mean eats, Double Down? Yes, this there is... are cans. He, Double Down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is Pass Through. Sorry. <laughs> I've seen Double Down. Um, they're, they're all very much a one, a oneness, I have to say. It's very much like Imar Berthman exploring the same premise from different angles. It's, it's very much like that. Um, how many, how many auto directors can we, can we cram into our comparisons today? I actually, have listed so many. Actually, Ozu is a more, uh, comparable, uh, thing to do there. Um, or maybe Haruki Murakami. Let's fucking branch into literature yeah. whilst we're at it. It's the same story, but like, different. Look, I've got, I've got Malik in here. <laughs> I've got Kubrick, <laughs> Tarkovsky, Scorsese. I've got um, what's his face from uh, Upstream Color and Primer. The violence was very Scorsese. I found Shane Carruth. Oh yeah, that's true. That's that was pure De Niro. That <laughs> the budget was very Primer. I'll say that for it. <laughs> when the aunt throws the rock at Neil Breen's face, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh," <laughs> and he goes, "Don't come near me. I'll kill you, you fucker." I won't hurt you. Oh. Ow! And you remember, you remember in that Warrior. Was- to get all the like the foley the, the sounds right, they foleyed some guy just punching a punching a side of beef. And in <laughs> they this, filmed Neil Breen recorded twelve hours of him throwing cans at a, at a side of beef, <laughs> throwing cans at a Tekken sound effect. <laughs> well, oh. me, I can't even remember where I was. Start- oh yeah, my note is here. Um, more scenes of bickering, and then it's back to planet Earth because it has a very <laughs> Atten- oh, there's Attenborough for you. It has a very Attenborough style. Pan around. Sorry, that's what I was saying. It was about how in Double Down he eats tuna out of cans. That's what his character does. He's meant to Loves be a Jason Bourne-style super spy, and he just—I'll uh, <laughs> I'll sample a line from that film where he just says, "I don't need much to live on anymore. I just eat tuna out of the can and live in the car." <laughs> he literally says that at one stage. Uh, we also have a, like a lovely bit where we go around the refugees, where, and we and we—they um, all get to, to announce. Um, why it is that they're they're running away from whatever it is they're running away? Yeah, um, and they say great things like, "I have no life." <laughs> I have no life. I was weak, but I've learned that we can all, all of us, can be strong and get through these hard times. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. She just yells it like she's feeling really left out. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Um, <laughs> meanwhile, back with aunt and niece and Bream. Uh, they ask him what his name is. They they like him now. I can't remember why. And he's like, my name. And he looks around and he sees a pack of like weird diet food that's like light and fit. And he's like, my name is Tony Light and Fit. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He says, my name is Till, spelled T H G I L, pronounced Till. And they're like, huh? That's weird. Anyway, <laughs> that's odd. But I don't they really. <laughs> they ask him if it's a foreign name. <laughs> Breen then goes to a rock circle where he starts slowly twirling around. Um, the camera and the music both, lo- both lose interest in him but then, and drift away. But then they come back again. <laughs> this had me laughing out loud on my own. Yeah, Oh, me too. my God. That was my first big laugh, I think, was when the music pipes back up again. Very, very <laughs> birdemic. It pauses and then it just gently fades back in as the camera comes back to him spinning still. It's so good. It's what just was the decision? It's like, oh, wait, no, hang on. You've got to see this. What, what was the decision? Was how was that? How did that look in the Bream dream? What was the... Fuck. Anyway, next scene, he returns to the caravan and they're like, oh, my God, your name is actually Light. <laughs> Holy fuck! Your name, Till. That isn't your name. That's Light. L-I-G-H-T. Spelled backwards, isn't it? Have you seen the future? And oh. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. At this stage, I think, he says, yes, my name is Light, and he explains his plan. To kill uh, several million people. I've eliminated 300 million humans from the planet today. In human terms, I have killed them all. 
bad people, harmful people. Mm. I, I think he kills 300 million. Yeah. Yes, in the, in end. the end he does. I mean, the very next scene is my favorite scene in the film. It's the newscasters. Oh, um, <laughs> oh heavens. <laughs> it starts with them grinning maniacally at camera with a countdown. And we think, okay, they're going to go live. And it's like... Five, four, three, two, one. Go to commercial. <laughs> and they drop the smile. So, what? They were counting down to commercial <laughs> whilst they were just grinning at the camera. Neil Breen knows and his then... secrets, right? And you've never, you've never been in a newsroom, Paul. Neil Breen has. He dreams them all the time. The next, the next he thing that happens them. is they. As soon... <laughs> I call it the newsroom. As, as soon as they cut to the fucking commercial, they're like, um. <sighs> What an asshole that politician was. I can't believe he just said that. He is so damn extreme and biased. And then it cuts to them. I think there's another countdown. And it cuts to them saying, very informative. Thanks for that, politician man. Thanks, politician man. And it's like, weren't you just at commercial? Yeah, the commercial, it was, it was, it was like three seconds of commercial. Then they say... God, he's such a bastard. I hate that politician. But it's not clearly delineated that this isn't still on air. Thank you, Senator, for that thoughtful and sensitive interpretation. Very thoughtful and insightful. We're constantly putting out our own corporate slanted news, half-truths, putting our own spin on it. We're just as biased and prejudiced in how we present the news as the public is. We have just received breaking news. Yeah, no, they, they, make, they make no bones about whether it's... <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> I think this is when he, he shouts... Yeah, that's it. He frees the immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. He goes and disappears. He gradually fades out various bad people, including the, um, the angry lady who was in charge of the immigrants. Who the hell are you? What the hell are you doing in my house? This is my universe. I will kill you. I will eliminate all of the people like you. You are done. No, you are done. I'm done. Done. Now it's it's time for my second favorite scene of the film. He approaches a building. He disappears the two guards who were facing the building they were guarding. <laughs> he enters. I assume we're meant to see think that he dons a disguise because he transitions into wearing a suit. He then enters the building and is just stood awkwardly amidst four people at several times. I mean, to be fair, everybody stood awkwardly because they're all <laughs> superimposed into a catalogue picture. <laughs> into a picture of a nice room. Oh. At which point... <laughs> They start discussing the evil things they all do. (laughs) I know senior national elected government officials who I can force my political bias and influence on fellow politicians to vote my way. For a payoff, of course. Isn't that corrupt? I know companies that can hack into any government, national agency, or corporate facility. For the right price, you can get any information that you want. And they don't need to know why or your reason. These places are so vulnerable and unprotected. And there is no way they can keep up with the technology. Isn't that corrupt? And there's about (laughs) five of these. There are about five of these moments where... Isn't that corrupt? And everyone just stands awkwardly for a few seconds. <sighs> and then we cut to some of the same people. Some but not necessarily playing the same roles. Um, <laughs> with different audio quality in each of the rooms. That's right. And and <laughs> each one, before they speak, there's a good second or two of silence. Yeah, in which nobody looks around. And then a really around. audible breath. <laughs> I control or <laughs> Well, it's, you know, people don't talk like they do in films usually. You have to take a second and a half at least to digest what the other person said. <laughs> it's it's too natural. That's the problem. <laughs> That's it looks right. Ridiculous on film. It's too real. <laughs> he leaves to real. This is the reality we all have to deal with now. He leaves. No, no. Before before like... he leaves, someone goes like, "Why do? Who is this guy?" Who invited that's, this no, guy? No, I'm sure that's after he leaves. He just wanders off, and everyone's like, "Who the fuck was that? Who was that guy?" I have no idea. Never seen him before. 
Who was that guy? I have no idea. He must not be from here. <laughs> you didn't know him. <laughs> Four people in a room. Three of them don't know who the fourth is, so they just talk about their evil deeds. And then we get to see a tiger tattoo. Yes, on uh, Auntie's back. Very cleverly, back. seamlessly revealed. <laughs> with a close-up <laughs> on she... her back as she rolls her t-shirt up. And then she just walks three steps forward and that's the scene. <laughs> what a reveal. she's smoothly... Genius. It's very seductive, the way she really struggles to get that t-shirt off. There's a couple of things I need to, to step back to, which, which is... Um, when he's explaining his wonderful powers and who he is, because um, it's it's all about dark matter, dark energy, quantum physics, string oh, yeah. theory, string theory. Yep. <laughs> and he just lists some things, and she's like, "Yeah, so Wikipedia great. Entries, awesome. Then he gets out a rubber hose. <laughs> yes, the rubber hose. It's, it's, it's all that whole list is bookended with the phrase, "I can bend time." <laughs> Yes. He runs out I mean, of things. This... Did I mention bending time? <laughs> Look, that's is that's that the main convincing? bit. Somewhere in this in this complete mess is the sequence of what's that on your face? What's on your face? Oh, I, uh, I, I, I guess it's dirt. I think I slept on the ground last night in the dirt. Oh, this is uh, this is dirt <laughs> because I fell asleep in some dirt in the dirt, <laughs> and then it stays there the whole time. Oh, God. He's in the. St- because I, I note this because we go back he takes over the television studio now yeah and the whole time he's giving his speech his yeah. just face is just covered <laughs> in grime well I just want to cover him doing that human evolution has ended and there can be no further advancement you have demonstrated your inability to live in a truthful honest trustworthy and accountable way with your fellow man illegal wars the abuse of the media systems, films, TV, radio, the internet, as vehicles for a positive change, it's insulting. The glorification of violence and corruption, as well as political correctness and the fear of the truth has ruined the human species. No more excuses, no more second chances, no more third chances, no more warnings, No more sympathy. The humans have tried that for hundreds of years, and it hasn't worked, and it never will. But it's revealed that he also wants to get rid of, in addition to the politically correct, who he compares to the sort of, like, um, oppressors and slave owners and such, he also mentions the castes of fatuous... No, I'm sure this is the news presenters who do this. The castes of fatuous television shows about individuals, groups... Groups? (laughs) Groups? <laughs> I can't remember the whole thing, but the cast of Geordie Shaw have also fucking gone the way of Thanos here. <laughs> They've been turned to dust. I also like that he, he, he disappears all the bad people and then he goes, now you have to overthrow all of the bad people. <laughs> You're like, it's one or the other, man. You can either start a revolution <laughs> or you can just remove the problem. Why? I really, really enjoyed coming to save the immigrants only to, to tell them to go back to their own countries. Neil Breen's personal politics. <laughs> he doesn't like but he, he he likes the environment. Yes. But he doesn't like PC things. Yeah. No, he hates that. He wants and he wants immigrants to go home. He wants the truth. He definitely wants the truth. <laughs> but he also wants to kill people who disagree with him. <laughs> so fuck me. Now I had to write a fucking diagram to explain this shit, that this next scene. <laughs> Because he's he's on the run, right? Like people are coming for him or something, and he finally meets with the kids. Yeah, he they meets... re pick up the signal and they go, yeah. "Oh, we've got to go find him." And they, and they go bring to the old get man this time, professor friend, out of yeah. bed, <laughs> so they can wheel him around in the desert. And they're going through the desert. They finally meet with him. It was you, all this time. It was you. Take me. Take us with you. Hurry, get out of here. The police and the military will be here soon. Hurry! No, I can't take you. You need to stay here so you can tell the truth. Don't worry. No military or officials are following. It's like, let me deal with your concerns in order. (laughs) Also, here are some diamonds. (laughs) Which he drops most of. Otherwise, no one will believe you. (laughs) I met an an AI from the future who possessed a heroin addict. 
prove it. <laughs> well, where Space else would I get these diamonds? <laughs> well, how about this? That's true. That's a sort of him pouring it onto somebody's desk. <laughs> Kid, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> and then the rando girl, the uh, the niece, she just goes missing. Uh huh. She just oh, she just vanishes from the film. I think uh, very uh, like ten scenes earlier, there's a thing of her like there's a shot of her like sneaking out of the caravan, and then right. we get to this point, and uh, Auntie is like, Ah, you have to help me find her. You have to help me. Um, and it turns out she's just gone to a mine. Oh yeah, yeah, to, to hang guy. out with a guy with PTSD. <laughs> yes, that's right. Jim, you are now free of PTSD. Thank you for freeing me. Someone else comes and points a gun at Bream. And for the second time... Oh, no, they sh- he shoots the person with the gun. I don't know. Oh, it's her, it's, it's her ex-husband. Yes. The auntie, auntie's the ex-husband. Auntie's ex, yeah. And he comes and shoots both auntie and niece. And then points oh. a gun at Bream, who says, Don't shoot me. You can't hurt me. <laughs> and then what happens? <laughs> so, uh, I can't remember. He disappears him? <laughs> no, he shoots himself in the head. He shoots himself. Neil Breen brings auntie and niece back to life in an awkward yeah. scene. He just he just he just sits them up basically. He just sits them up and they're yeah. fine. The kids have been well. They, they're pushing like the he, old he's man. like, come with me, come with me, you two. And one of them is still like, no, I don't think so. I'm not After- going. <laughs> I don't want to go. I'm tired. This makes me think that the the niece was meant to be about six. <laughs> you got to pay kids so much money nowadays. All of these characters were meant to be six, but have been cast as 30-year-olds. That makes so much sense. (laughs) The kids have been pushing the old man across a field for about an hour now. And they happen upon Bream as he unveils his masterpiece. And the old man is like, I've waited my whole life to see something like this. And it's revealed that what they're looking at is a huge ocean of all the bad dead people in the world. (laughs) What a cynical fucking old man. And he takes auntie down on like a romantic corpse walk. (laughs) And very crucially, this ocean of bad people is the same eight people, like copied yes. and pasted over and over again. I thought that, I thought it was full CGI, like in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's sort of a Peter Jackson style scene. They got wetter. See, in. I got another one in. I got another one in. Uh, he also, during this kind of this period of renewal and, and tying up all the threads, he decides to repair the fence. Oh, it okay. Just, it just <laughs> levitates itself back into position. Because yep, got to keep them out. Got to keep those immigrants out. And then also, um, so what happens here is, is Auntie goes, "Am I, am I really going? I'm really going. <laughs> you are really going." And then <laughs> no one actually explains where she's going, but then she's gone. She's just gone. Yeah, she's gone. He, I think he passes on the message through voiceover to say, "This must, my work must continue in order to preserve the future of the human race. You must continue to ruthlessly kill harmful people and the PC. Otherwise, this whole race is just going <laughs> to grind to a halt." He's really down on the human I swear race. Swear to God, <laughs> like we've reached like yeah. a genetic <laughs> barrier. We can't go further. It's it's pretty dark. He does this now as well. Not like over the last two thousand years. He does so at this stage in human history. <laughs> it's like no, this is the worst. Yes, I know poverty is at its lowest rate worldwide, and fewer people are dying in wars, and you know the highest literacy rate in human yeah. history. Whatever. Just have you seen Made in Chelsea? Yeah, Everyone's just a pussy. Says Neil Breen. <laughs> I hate it. I can't, I can't say ableist slurs anymore. It's too PC. <laughs> Fuck me. And how does it end? How does, what's the, what's the uh, ending his, of this his piece His face of shit? goes all ripply and there's an aurora. That's it. And then as he walks into the distance, the bodies sort of like disappear with him. <laughs> yeah. And I can't yes, really tell. He takes them with him. It's, yeah, he just packs them up with him. Um, <laughs> uh, then there's more of shots of an aurora, I think. And then they're in the yeah. resurrection room, the renaissance room, sorry. And then that's it. Experience <laughs> done. Experience. We see a red dot. No, no, no. The very last thing that Breen wants us to dream is that we see a black screen, a black green screen, and there's a red dot in the middle, an awkward little like CGI dot, and the dot fades out. Oh. <sighs> Wow. So we didn't we didn't cover the many scenes of <laughs> Breen and his tiger, which were definitely oh, in the same place. Yep, definitely in the same place all the time. <laughs> and yeah. and the tiger was definitely tiger. not in a snowy snowy mountainside somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they were very careful to zoom in very carefully so you wouldn't be able to tell that. 
<laughs> well, I, I, maybe I'm just not taking on good faith, you know, just picking out those minor details. It's probably on oh, me. God, oh. there's always one, isn't there? There's always a nitpicker. You really got to suspend your disbelief, and and the fact that he can he he can walk into a a a, a rock face <laughs> many times, and that a woman, yes, and a woman, the the niece sees this yeah. happen, and is like, "How did you do it?" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you're a weird dude." <laughs> That's her reaction. Can I smash it's a face in you? Fella. Fuck me. But I think I think this repetition, you know, it's building meaning. Oh, yeah. Each time you revisit a scene or he yeah, goes into the rock face again, you're actually layering new kind of connotations on top with all the additional things that mm. you've learned. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a tone poem, really. <laughs> you know, yeah. going back to the same refrain, the same, <laughs> you know, final thought. Yeah. And it's, it's, like a, it's like a tattoo, a drum beat on the mind, on your inner space. <laughs> it's a creamy dream. I think... It's a creamy bream experience. I think that might be my good sense trying to claw its way out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to start our conversation here by just saying, I'm really sorry if you're listening to this Aussie nerd, but this is the shit. And by that, I mean, (laughs) this is the kind of shit that we love. (laughs) And it's actually the opposite of Sharknado 3, because in Sharknado 3, you can say, then they go to space and cut sharks in half with a lightsaber chainsaw. And it's miserable to watch. In this... (laughs) Neil Breen slowly twirls around in a stone circle. <laughs> Sounds like nothing, but I was crying with laughter. <laughs> oh, uh, it really and, is and everything. There's something everything. about I think I think there's something about just the scattergun editing as well. Mm. That just oh, never yeah. lets you settle down. I think with this, there's the micro and there's the macro. The micro is the moment-to-moment of the film you're watching, and it's terrible. Inhuman dialogue, <laughs> terrible performances, mm. amateurish special effects, yeah. baffling directorial decisions, awkward editing, bizarre blocking. Everything <laughs> is inexplicable. No human being who has seen a movie would make any of these decisions. <laughs> and then you've got the macro, which is how the film is like strung together and how it's structured. And it's rare to see that so terrible. <laughs> scenes feel like they're in the wrong order. Yeah. There's a bunch of connecting scenes that are missing out of the snowman. Subplots drop off into nowhere. <laughs> There's no fucking sense of what is happening in the first half hour of the film. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and it's... it's- <laughs> just on the wrong side of whether this is a visionary masterpiece or not (laughs) (laughs) because there are so many times where i thought oh that's very kubrickian or that's very malikian or that's very caruthian whatever and just time and time again you think if this was done with the right thoughts in the brain there (laughs) in the brain any thoughts um, in the brain then you're really going for something that's abstract (laughs) avant-garde anti-film But it's an accident. <laughs> well, I don't. It's a bad. It's film. really hard to assign intention to this. It's really fucking difficult oh, to get inside the Breen brain, and just. How do you know what a brick's thinking? Well, exactly. It's it's inscrutable. Like he's done this five it's... times, and they're all similar. I've seen pass through, and it's this. Oh, fuck! How do double you down. double down? Double down. You've fuck seen double down. They were the same. It's all the same. They're all two word titles as well. It's like the it's like the Wiseo it's like the Wiseo vortex, well, right? Where you just it's like, better than Wiseo. It's better than it is. Yeah. It, it's that like it's, it's that feeling that. you get from the room dialed up, right? Yeah. Where yeah. where you just like I the film itself is just wildly entertaining yes. for the myriad ineptitudes yeah. in it. But like, there's a fascination to it where you just like I I, I wish I could watch this film being made. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could I could <laughs> be Neil witness the, the decisions where I'm going. I think it's elevated as well by the fact that there is such aspiration mm. in this filmmaking. Oh, it's, it's ambitious. Not just, yeah. It's not a really prosaic story like The Room. Yeah. Or it's not a stupid, overblown disaster movie a la Birdemic. Yeah. There's something grand that he's going for here. Yeah. And, you know, didn't. Get, didn't do it. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> but, similar to Birdemic in as much as he did have that message he wanted to um, communicate. What interests yeah. me most about this and how he compares to those directors, to um, uh, James Wen and um, fucking Tommy Wiseau, is the tricky second bad movie syndrome, where you make your movie, you make it seriously, everyone thinks it's terrible, and then you change gear and try to make your next film a comedy, which is what... When did with um, Birdemic three, uh, two, sorry, and what um, Wiseau did with My Best Fiend, 
And those films are not well liked. Mm. They're generally seen as being too self-aware. You know, once you're actually trying to make a comedy and that's bad, we've discussed before, comedy has a tough time being so bad it's good. Bream has done this five times. (laughs) He hasn't called corrected. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the fourth one. Everything is done with the utmost sincerity and dedication. He's not getting better. And he's not he's not changing <laughs> he's not direction. Learning anything. If this is a comedy, if he set out to make this a comedy, he's a fucking genius. But I don't, I don't he's a brainius. But I don't know if he did. I think he just. I can't, I can't no, make I that he... leap that this no. is intentional. My my brain can't like can't get there. I can't survive if this is actually intentional. <laughs> <laughs> There's not room it's for like this sh- and me to exist in the same space. <laughs> It's like a shark in space. I'm just gonna. I, I can't make it. Oh god. What did I say to you by by text, Paul? I, I was like, I just it's, want this guy's confidence. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to wake up feeling how Neil Breen feels about projects. You know, where he's morning like, world. I'm gonna change the world by writing a movie where I'm an AI from the future who comes down and and just vanishes all the bad people and then it so, tells everyone on TV how to sort their shit out and I'm going to change the world. It's going to be great. Fuck me, what a man. <laughs> what an interesting man. And we've been through this a few times, right? When you're making this kind of thing, you do need that conviction and confidence. You need to believe that you're a fucking genius. You need, you need to believe that you are literally Jesus of films. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to pull this off. It's the, it's, and to yeah. be able to do this consistently. It's the Kanye mood. It's the Kanye yeah. mood. He's easy. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say Breen definitely has the fucking Kanye mood. (laughs) Fuck me, the last thing I can think to say about this whole thing is that I I really strongly do not recommend that people watch just a YouTube clip of highlights. Because I had a look at one. It's not right. I had a look at one on my way home. And it's just, you can't tell which inexplicable editing decisions are the editors or Breen. And you've got to know. You've got to know which ones are which. So I can only recommend that you watch this Context is so important here. Yeah. In that there, there isn't any. Um, and yeah. that's what is so great about it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have laughed at hard, as hard at Neil Bream gently twirling around in a rock circle if it hadn't been preceded by five minutes of him wandering over to it. <laughs> no, exactly. Fuck, is there anything anyone wants to say before we quick fire? No, I think I'm good. I think I'm spent, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel so giddy. I'm sweating. There's a mess to clean up on my stomach. We're, I'm ready <laughs> to move on. Stop the fucking presses. We've got a two-man. <laughs> no way. Really? Oh, free to a man. I shit you not, Alicia Stokes Navarro, who plays Immigrant in this, played mm-hmm. was uncredited as a cocktail waitress in Paul Blartmore Cop 2. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck me. Why did the spreadsheet not show this? Oh, I'm worried now. I feel like I have to check this manually. It's worth it. We've got to find those. <laughs> got to find those three men. That's People amazing that someone someone connects our filmography like that. You know what? I bet my notes for um, Paul Blart was an early one. I bet my notes aren't that complete. Fuck me, a second two men. <laughs> oh, free to- Tom Bonello played fucking. Who did he play? Tim Guard. Okay. Tim Dash Guard in this, but he also played a conventioneer and security guard, uncredited, in Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. <laughs> It's cross-pollination. What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Hollywood insiders. Kevin James? (laughs) Is this his most successful character yet? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. I was just looking at the people with profile pictures, but I need to look at everyone to find out if he managed to pilfer any more actors from the set of a Kevin James movie. Well, that guy was in Human Centipede 3. We'll get around to that. So I need to go back and... A third one! A third one! (laughs) John Marchiti plays an exec in Pass Through. Played hotel guest in (laughs) Paul Blackmore Cup 2. They must be all from the same extras agency, right? They must be. Oh, God, I feel really sad. It's worth saying all these people are uncredited in Paul Blackmore Cop 2, but here play like main characters. <laughs> all right, guys, we've got to get to this. Let's quick fire. Quick fire. I just quickly say grandma getting shot, um, and then nephew, get- and then uh, grandchild getting shot. Amazing. Just um, shot of the person, shot of the gun firing, shot of person on the ground. 
It's it's fabulous. <laughs> oh fuck! I just remembered that. Um, that actually reminds me of I'm getting out of here now. Bang! I'm getting out of here now. Oh, Dead. when the guy is like the guard is like stood in front of him as he says that. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. And he just it. gets shot. He's half an inch from this guy. <laughs> Now's Gun my chance. pointed at his chest. Don't fancy your chances, <laughs> Mr. Guard. I think the guard has nodded off. I can go. Oh, and God. And similarly, I'll, I'll group in my amusing deaths here as well. Um, so there's also, uh, they, they, they're in the house. They've separated the men and the women. And the, the women are in a house. And the badass lady goes up to the bathroom door. And she's like, get out of the damn shower. Because you let your prisoners shower for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they open the door and she's hanging herself. <laughs> And she just goes, oh, oh yeah. damn. You've been in that shower long enough. Get out of the shower. Oh, damn. I need some help in here. I need some help. Well, <laughs> and, and the just, hanging well. Us. well, the, the, the reason, I, I imagine so the reason wrong. that she didn't help her was because um, she didn't look like she was actually in any real danger. She was just a <laughs> bit of slack in the belt and she was standing up <laughs> and leaning forward. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying though she's trying. Oh, okay so i'll group in a, like a few really wonderful awkward moments so when breen is breeding out his van um and throwing the van throwing all the cans out yeah and it goes from him really clumsily chucking them out to the shot of the aunt just freaking out over all the cans being thrown past her and just saying <laughs> what's going on yeah. what is this oh, what is happening oh, no. oh god <laughs> over and over again <laughs> and then it ends with the biggest cheesiest grin the jig- the biggest cheesiest brin from neil breen um it's just it's a patchwork yeah. quilt made by god but the <laughs> other <clears throat> the other two uh worth tying into this is neil breen repeatedly waking up and then scrabbling for empty bottles and cans while somebody yeah. tells him to get a move on it's just it's it's almost <laughs> anti-comedy because it goes on for so long and it's just it's just it keeps gathering cans that are rolling away from him and he doesn't stop <laughs> they, they go blow away and he grabs them and, and, oh no and then the, the other the other one is when they're closing the van doors on the crowd of immigrants oh, and they're yes. screaming oh that was my next one yeah okay well, yeah there they've been crowded there were two shots of people being crowded into yeah. containers here and the first one is just a bloke stood there and a guy goes to close the door and then he lets go of the first part yeah. of the door to go get the other one and the guy just sort of ineffectively pushes yeah. it back open again. They could easily just walk away. But we remain in this long shot and it happens again later when there's a whole group of people all screaming hysterically about being stuck oh. in this fucking thing. <laughs> and they have ample and time to get out. Oh, God. It's amazing. Um, when they meet Jim in the mine and he goes... That's why I made up the ghost legend to scare everyone away. <laughs> you just like, did I miss something? Did I have an aneurysm? <laughs> what ghost? What's happening? You know the ghost legends um, like they have. <laughs> and then, of course, as we already mentioned, but it's worth highlighting again is is as <laughs> afterwards Neil Breen looking at him and going, "Now you are free of PTSD." <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking nearly lost it at that oh, line. It's so good. It, oh, Beautiful. The there, is, there are so many wonderful deli- lines. I love the bit where he says, well, I think it's Aunt who says, will I ever see you again? And Neil Bream says, yes, you can teach me about sensitivity and having a conscience. <laughs> Which is rich, considering you just killed 300 million people. You can teach me how to feel bad about anything I do ever. He's closer and to Thanos it's... than we might think. Is she at any point in the film sensitive? <laughs> she she's sensitive yeah. to cans. <laughs> <laughs> she's very sensitive about cans. She hates them. She can't stand them being thrown gently past her. <laughs> Just confuses her. Oh. <laughs> Look, I will say that some of the places they chose to film are very nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's some some nice rocks. Um, there's some nice sweeping vistas. There's some very mm. awkward drone work to <laughs> capture those things, but they are nice to look at nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also the mine that they go into is an awesome location with those kind yeah, of yeah. steep fissures with the with the light coming through. I mean, Neil obviously thinks they're really good because there's a point where he just the film just stops so that he can look up. Yes. <laughs> and he just he yeah. just looks up at the He's sky. He's just he looking up at his drones. <laughs> I love that drone. I love that breed. Um, and I, I just, I, I liked some of those locations. They were, they were great. 
I love. I like how the camera like yeah. m- moves in a Malikian manner over the over the landscapes, or the drone moves like Terence <laughs> via drone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. The last thing that I will say, I had, I enjoyed the little angry gang leader woman. I think she was like a lean, mean. Pam oh, she Greer. was the best. Can I just mention one last one last one? Yeah. Um, do it. it has to be the the magic piano scene. Oh my for me. god! I fucking forgot oh about god. that. Oh <laughs> god! Fucking that's because it doesn't connect to yep. anything. They're <laughs> they they're wandering around the desert, I, I guess. And and the niece another this is another scene that that shows that she's probably meant to be about six years old. She's like, "Yay! There's an old broken down piano," and she tries to play it. And then um, uh, Auntie's like, "It doesn't work. D- leave it alone." And and uh, Neil's like, no, sit back down. Let's let's try it again. It's never too late. Music's magical, universal. <laughs> it's timeless. Ready? <laughs> he announces that music is universal oh, yeah. and, yep. and and wonderful and brilliant and magical. And timeless. And timeless. <laughs> and then they proceed to play complete nonsense on the piano. <laughs> it's not even music. But not even play. They just, like, their hands are moving, but obviously the sounds we're hearing are not corresponding to the fucking things they're doing with their hands. It's it's <sighs> fabulous. They, it really but is. But they just chose nonsense sounds. It's like blinky, blonky, blinky, blonky. It's like yes, it's timeless, timeless music. It's very minimalist. It's actually Steve Reich. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, I, w- I hang on. There's a bit that he says in one of his voiceovers where he's like, "We're all in a web, and anything humans do to to that web will affect them as well." And I was like, "I agree with that. It's true." Yeah. People should be more mindful of how we're all interconnected um, with the the environment and the systems and uh, everything. Yeah, one yeah. people. And I was like, hey, that's that's not that's okay. I get that. I agree with you, Neil. <laughs> one people down their own bits in their own countries. <laughs> Absolutely, best not mix. Um, my last one is um, a line I actually thought was quite good. It's not something I necessarily completely agree with, but um, well, I'm not sure. It's something to think about, you know? And um, that's interesting for any part of this film that wasn't just think about how ridiculous this mm. is. It is interesting. And it was the line... If it can be destroyed by the truth, it deserves to be destroyed by the truth. I forgot to Google to see if he ripped that <laughs> off. Well, did now. you see at the end of the movie... <laughs> Um, there was a little reference list, like a little bibliography of people that he'd oh, taken right. quotes from. Okay, right. Well, that that was surprise. Here we go. Okay, there's a lot of controversy about who that should be attributed to. There's an article that I don't have time to read now. It starts Carl Sagan question mark PC Hodgel Kirian Anonymous. I'm gonna add to that. Breen? Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> was it Neil Breen? So yeah, that's a common quote. But hey, it's not something I was. Aware of before, oh, cool. so yeah. Apparently, it's it is often attributed to Carl Sagan, but that is controversial. So, hmm. okay, everyone. Before we move on to the OG team, I have a very solemn announcement. Terrible flaws have been found in the OGT Threeman database. It's like Swiss cheese in there. Yeah, it is. In the early days, it was not completed fully. Um, this is something that we're going to have to revisit mm-hmm. and uh, fully guard against. It may well have to be reconstructed now. I have added the full cast to Paul Blart Moore Cop 2. Mm-hmm. And have made the following discoveries. A tremendous number of two men, <laughs> many of whom were also in Neil Bream's pass-through. So More significantly, Jackie Sandler is currently a six-man. What? <laughs> and Chris Titone is a five-man. Jeez. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Let us all bow our heads in reverence. What was happening in that part of the world at that time? <laughs> what, the part where the three-man database was constructed or where Jackie no, Sandler No, the, the overlap between piece. Paul Blart and Pass-Through. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to those where people? Where are they now? Are they lost? Which one came first? Can we put out a sort of search for them? Oh, Paul Blart came first. That was like 20... When was it, actually? I'm going to say mid-noughties. I've... Oh, what if they're the... 
Holy shit, I'm terrified. 2015, the year and before. So... Where is the Wind Resort Las Vegas? Did Paul? Did Neil fucking Bream show up and kidnap <laughs> these people from set. the set of Paul Blount Mall Cop 2? <laughs> did he show up like a fucking shaman and lead oh, them into the desert? Paul, 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 Paul I want so badly for Neil Breen to be a, like, a spectre in Adam Sandler and Kevin James movies. <laughs> I saw him again. Piper of Green. Fuck Fuck me, I bet this was filmed around Las Vegas. Because fucking what's it called is set near Las Vegas. Um, Double Down. He probably just lives in Nevada. It's a Hollywood trace. He's in that desert and every so often he just gets a camera out and films part of his life. (laughs) What a discovery. All right. um, Did we get anything from that OGT? You're going to be very surprised here, Paul. <laughs> not only did we oh. not get anything from the OG team. They sucked some of the old ones back. We no longer have an OG team. They're gone. <laughs> Neil Breen has <laughs> them. Neil Breen turned them into dust. <laughs> He's led them into the desert to film the next In human film. terms, he killed them all. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Thanks, OG team. <laughs> yeah, thanks for nothing. <laughs> No, sorry. Did that sound? Did that sound sarcastic? I mean, thank thank you for the nothing that you gave us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having not seen them. No, everyone has to see this. Are we gonna do better things? The one better thing, or are we just urging people with all of our fucking hearts to watch Neil Bream's? Well, I took my recommendation in a slightly left field. So what I was going to recommend on the basis of this, not necessarily better than, but um, if you want to see a good depiction of how. Um, uh, corruption and uh, abuse of power um, really plays out in the real world um, and you like documentaries um, check out uh, I think it's a 2005 film it's called Enron the Smartest Guys in the Room ah. and it's all about the origins of the uh, financial crisis from the sort of the inside of Enron who completely um, got wiped out by their part in, yeah. in what happened in basically ruining the housing bubble mm. and you know apart from instead of thinking about corruption and and uh elites you know being as some sort of distant weird malign force this shows like how people make everyday decisions that affect uh, um everyone in the world yeah um by mm. being greedy and corrupt and it's it's worthwhile um uh, delving in to see how that really happens in uh, in reality cool Great. Good well, stuff. I wrote down Tree of Life. So <laughs> we all had this when we saw this film where we thought, oh, that's very such and such. That's very insert name of yeah. groundbreaking author and or Terrence Malick. And it has it definitely has similarities in terms of the sort of spirituality and the some of the directing and the like the interludes where Neil Breen is quoting someone um, <laughs> with these really weird uh, mystical, enigmatic voiceovers, but but then it's it's like you said. I really think that people should watch this before they watch Tree of Life. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it it's, has they nothing to do themselves. with Tree of Life at this stage. Tree of Life is just irrelevant to the conversation of pass through. <laughs> you, you have to see this because there's nothing like it. Maybe other yeah. like Neil Breen's other films, but. <laughs> But then I, I was reading reviews of um, Neil Breen movies, and one of them was was mm. saying, "Is there a re- most recent one after Pass Through?" Yeah, there is. It's um, uh, something pair, fuck, twi- twisted pair, twisted pair. Yeah, that's that's it. And yeah. then the I think it was in the Independent or something, and or, like something crazy. And like they congratulated Neil Breen on just managing to make another completely original piece of anti cinema. <laughs> that, sta- that yeah. stands out as different from all of his other movies. Um, I, th- I think that this is just a journey. I, f- I really feel like, from the moment Phil recommended this and I saw the DVD art, that I yeah I just wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be ready reality. for this. No. Are you all ready for yeah. this? No. Is the answer to that. <laughs> I so I, I think Sir. that seeing more Neil Breen now is the only way forward. And I can't yeah. recommend it enough I, for the listeners, at home. the listeners at home. Listeners at Breen. Absolutely. I mean, my only one better thing could be pass through, but really, uh, fuck me, <laughs> could be double down. It's pass through. Pass through is the one better thing. Watch it, you prick. Watch it. Everyone watch it. The one better thing. You may not be prepared before you watch it, but you will be ready afterwards for anything. <laughs> Spiritually. That, that was the one better thing. 
Okay. Phil, do you want to talk people about how to get a hold of sure the thing? Um, uh, you can find all our podcasts on Spreaker, Spotify now, and iTunes. Um, they're on any podcatcher really that you um, care to use. Um, we're not we're not exclusive like that. You, you do you. It's all good. Um, yeah. Our main one is a uh, Futurama podcast where we look at uh, all of the uh, episodes of Futurama uh, episode by episode to find the best one overall. And that's called Shut Up and Take My Podcast. If you want to speak to us directly, find us on Facebook or Instagram uh, or email us at Philip. Uh, that's my email address. Um, <laughs> email us at <laughs> babybeardmedia at gmail.com. <laughs> Nailed it. Call me on my home number. <laughs> Pros. My Medicard number. <laughs> Here's my pen. Use that. And yeah, we'll see you, see you in court. <laughs> <laughs> see you. I, I, I'll see you on my doorstep next week. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, how can people find out about the one dream thing? If people want to get in touch, they can um, get through to us finally at long last at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OGTPod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and YouTube. Yeah, and... I said that already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say, say it again, but for us. Not <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> and, and, and thanks Phil for coming on it was great oh, oh no it's alright yeah it's okay. yeah. yeah for it was for letting us watch Neil Breen and for letting me just spruik our own podcast at the end there oh you know I've got it's the least I can do <laughs> it really is <laughs> um, no it, it was awesome thanks so much man yeah it's always wonderful and this um, for audience members to know is how we're anticipating going forward with the baby beards we're gonna have you one at a time yeah because otherwise so it's just get chaos all- yeah it is chaos, but also we just want to get the most value out of each one of Aww. you. We want to ring you out, get all that cool. Ah, great. I'm Paul. Uh, recently used washcloth. I'm Phil. <laughs> the cleanse has begun. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about Neil Breen's pass through is it will do a lot more than just pass through you. Change every atom it encounters like fucking radiation. Radiation. <laughs> <laughs>